Synergy Autism Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Synergy Autism Podcast. Today I am interviewing my colleague Connor Cavanaugh, who's the founder of Palladio Consulting here in Portland, Oregon. And welcome, Connor. Barb, thanks so much. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So I'd love to really jump right in, if it's okay with you, and hear how you got interested in helping families financially plan for disability in their lives. Yeah. So um, we've been around for about 10 years, and and I initially started it, um, yeah, about a decade ago, just because I felt that there was not enough um, there's not enough of um, a direction for families or a place for families to turn when thinking through some of the important components of um, planning for a loved one that experiences a disability. So uh, the story goes, I actually went to a training in, in San Diego back in uh, yeah 2011 um, that was entirely on special needs financial planning. And I ended up leaving that saying, there's a huge need that nobody's addressing that you could meet with the, the best attorney or CPA or advisor or whomever, but they know nothing about some of the nuances that go along with a son or daughter with a diagnosis and what does life look like and what benefits are out there. So it's, it's progressed into something, frankly, I would have never guessed it would have turned into 10 years ago, but, um, but it's been a fun, a fun journey for sure. Well, I'm very much appreciative of, um, you're going this path. And then I'm also appreciative of um, that over the years, you've guided families, not only in setting themselves up for success with their own money and their family money, whatever, but also for accessing governmental funding and supports and services as well, and kind of how those can work together. And so I was kind of wondering if you'd be able to tell us about the options available to families that they should be considering. yeah. Yeah. That's a great question. Great question. Well, I always say this when we're sitting down with the family and we're trying to provide them with uh, tips to start kind of navigating just the roadmap ahead, we always say, let's start with a vision. So, mom, dad, son, daughter that experiences a disability, like give us a better idea of what do you want life to, to look like? Mm-hmm. Um, college gainful employment, living independently, uh, getting married, like, you know, so, so share with us what that looks like, because that's going to be a foundational piece to what benefits do you apply for? And who do you build as a part of your, your support team? Um, the government. Yeah. Sorry. I just, I love that of starting with a vision. And I think that that alone is, is something that people aren't able to do. And so how do you, do you support them in kind of getting in the right place for themselves to be able to kind of dream again, or think about what the future is, or, you know, kind of balance that dreaming and reality, you know, of you know, that's, that's a tough one right there. For sure. For sure. Well, you know, and, and obviously you've, you know, met with hundreds, if not thousands of people experiencing disability. So you've over your career began to uh, get a better sense of just what are some of the situations that are out there. But we've seen, gosh, close to 4,000 families in the last 10 years, all income ranges, cross disability, old and young. Um, and so we've now had so many conversations that we can help kind of prompt families on what should you be mm-hmm. thinking about when your child's 16. And that we know that mom and dad, all they're, you know, obviously focused on is like, we just need to get through that day or that week. 
well, we can help them kind of lead that conversation saying, um, you know, after age 18 uh, or after the transition program at 21, like what does life look like? And Mm -hmm. honestly, 99% of the time, you know, 90% of the time, mom and dad say, we haven't thought about it, which is totally fine. But we start to say, well, like, tell me what, um, what does your child enjoy doing? And are they more social? Do they like getting out and, and engaging with, with friends? And then that can kind of lead the discussion on um, housing. Like, would they be a great uh, fit for some type of integrated housing environment where they have three or four roommates or would they better be suited to live, you know, just them in a studio apartment with supports coming in? So I guess that was a, that's big right now that I didn't know about your services is that you will, there are very few people who will talk about kind of all of those pieces all together. You know, you can go to certain people and they'll talk about housing or you go to certain people and they'll talk about finances. And so what, you know, yeah, that's exciting. And it, and it, it leads the discussion um, when a family comes in and says, uh, should we set up an ABLE account or do we need a special needs trust? The question they're asking is, is like in step, you know, eight, nine or 10, where mm-hmm. we want to go back to step one, uh, mm-hmm. because if they say certain things, you know, it obviously takes the 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 path down a, a different direction. So, um, again, that was a, a short question on kind of the, the your initial question. But yeah. vision is is step one, because that then, again, leads us in the direction of what do we apply for and set up and. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so. So can you tell us a little bit more about just like the acronyms that you use? <laughs> Cause I know yeah. there's a lot of people who don't know what SSI is, what ABLE account is, what VR is. Yeah. Totally. Totally. So, oh man, there's a huge laundry list, but I'll give you kind of the, yeah. the, the most often used Perfect. and maybe the most important. So uh, from social security, there are two main benefits that an individual experience in disability may be eligible for during their lifetime one of which is SSI, the other which is SSDI. Now, SSI is Supplemental Security Income, and that's the needs-based Social Security benefit. Uh, SSDI is Social Security Disability Insurance, Mm -hmm. and that's a benefit that an individual uh, could qualify for based on what they have paid into the Social Security system Mm -hmm. or what a parent has paid in the Social Security system. So typically we're going to be talking to our, you know, listeners have either about to be 18 or they're already in their twenties or whatever. And so they probably haven't paid a whole lot into SSI system yet. And so they would be looking at either um, applying for disability based or looking at the parents and the SSDI piece. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. I would say for the individuals who are um, age 18, who have just turned age 18, let's say, or between 18 and 30, let's say, I would say about 95% of them will be either on SSI or should be applying for SSI. Mm, Um, What typically happens when mom and dad retire, so mom worked for, for 40 years, she retires at 66, she draws her own social security benefit. Mm-hmm. If her child had a disability diagnosis prior to 22, mm. that individual can actually draw a benefit off of what the parents had paid in the social security system. 
Oh, interesting. Wow. Okay. So, so the continuum or the timeline, you know, 18 to 30, roughly an individual is on SSI, uh, 35 and really on the child typically will transition to SSDI because the parents had retired possibly. Yeah. Okay. So those are two really important acronyms, SSI, SSDI. I think the reason why they're probably really important is not just because they're, they're used all the time. Um, but because they're very confusing because there's I's and S's and they kind of, you know, get grouped <laughs> into one benefit um, in, and how in does, our mind. How does like VR, like vo- vocational rehabilitation, how does that work into all this? Well, it's uh, really important. So Medicaid is administered by each and every state and Medicaid basically unlocks the flow of resources to many different Medicaid funded programs. And VR is actually one of those Medicaid funded funded programs. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, vocational rehabilitation, the acronym for VR um, is essentially job, job training. Mm-hmm. And we know, you know, how important um, employment is not, not even from a, just an income perspective, but more from a structure and a sense of worth and yeah. the ability to feel like you're making, uh, you know, um, a difference or an impact and and so having a purpose having a purpose it helps much, so many of our yeah. ones of getting up in the morning otherwise you know it's hard to get up and you see depression and <clears throat> anxiety so totally i appreciate that you mentioned that yeah so it's it's a really important part um because you know uh job training is is in in job opportunities and job coaching all those those types of things are so important in a successful um, a work attempt or just a successful environment. Um, so yeah. again, it falls under kind of the, what I would say are the, the main, you know, four or five different buckets that Medicaid funds. So. And would you be willing to do a little synopsis also of the ABLE account? Totally. So another, you know, A-B-L-E, another acronym <laughs> stands for achieving a better life experience. <laughs> probably in my opinion one of the more important pieces of legislation for the disability community in the last you know 10 or 15 years uh and the summary of it is if you're going to be eligible for ssi or for medicaid you have to be under two thousand dollars in assets to qualify so essentially what the government sorry the individual who is applying needs to be under the $2,000, not the whole family or whatever. So it's just, can you just explain that in a second? Yeah, that's a really good clarifying point. Um, Yeah, so to be eligible for SSI, say someone is 18, um, because they're a legal adult, Social Security will actually disregard mom and dad's assets and income and say Mm -hmm. the applicant, um, what do you have in your name and actual countable resources, which resources would be a checking account you know, a joint account with mom or dad, a custodial account, um, you know, anything that, that, that can be, you know, converted to cash and actually used. What Uh, about like college savings accounts? I know that that comes up a lot. Like, yeah. Yeah. The good thing is college savings accounts are not countable resources for SSI um, and, uh, and Medicaid. Um, So that's, that's a a good thing. Um, 
But with college 529 accounts being so similar to ABLE accounts, we have a lot of families who do have a college 529 established for an individual experiencing disability Mm -hmm. that do make the decision to actually move it into an ABLE account Mm -hmm. because the ABLE account is much more flexible on what it can be used for. But um, the other big, big benefit of the ABLE account is you can have up to $100,000 in the ABLE account. And it does not impact SSI, does not impact Medicaid. So the reason why I feel like ABLE is such an important component is um, for the first time, an individual with a disability can have over $2,000 in their name and it does not impact their eligibility. It's a total game changer. And so it allows them to do um, so many more things with an income source coming in that they don't have to just spend down because the government's telling them to, but they can save yeah. it for, you know, blazer well, tickets or travel or yeah. work on savings, which is so important. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Totally. Totally. Huh? So, um, I had one more question around that. Um, so I guess what I'm going to move us to is, you gave us some really good, solid information, which I know you, we can get a lot more from you, which we'll talk about at the end. But what would you say would be like the top few things that you would recommend an individual who wants to apply or um, a family who is trying to set them their child up for success? What are the yeah. top kind of top things or that they should be thinking about or doing that kind of thing? Yeah, really, really great question. So like I mentioned, vision is, is number one. Yeah. I would say number two is eligibility. So, and what I mean by eligibility is not just from a diagnosis perspective. We just kind of set that aside. Um, more of eligibility from a financial perspective uh, because for SSI and for DD services, developmental disability services and, and um, Medicaid, it's really a two-pronged test, which is qualifying disability, plus you have to be low in income and low in assets. And so what I would say for a family is make sure that you're not doing anything to jeopardize their, their financial eligibility, which would be um, you know, having you know, grandparents give $500 for Christmas into a joint account that's being saved. Mm-hmm. But think about using some of the tools like ABLE accounts. Um, to help make sure that you can still save this this money but not jeopardize their eligibility. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason why that's so important is we just don't know what types of benefits will come up in the future. Like, for example, when um, Obamacare or the Affordable Care Act passed in 2014, the state of Oregon got a huge additional um, 6% funding that allowed them to roll out far more services, take people off wait lists, we just don't know what's, what's coming in the future. So to be able to have your child be eligible financially mm-hmm. to jump on those benefits to help, to help support them is really important. So um, the third thing and kind of addition to that would be building a support system. I mm-hmm. can't tell you how important that is. You could have, you know, you could leave $10 million to your child, but if they do not have a support system mm-hmm. and somebody who has a vested interest like you do as a parent, money can't buy um, some of the things in which that support system can can provide. And so, yeah. um, you know, so I would say with that is start thinking about 
life after you and who does play the role of the authorized representative um, mm -hmm. you know on an able account or who does play the role of a representative payee or a trustee or you know some of these you know who does your child have thanksgiving dinner with even as simple as that so yeah um wow Excellent tips, Connor. Thank you so, so much. That just, I love how you're able now to um, just kind of give really quick understanding about these kind of really big topics that are so essential. So um, what I would love to know now is how can listeners get in touch with you and what would they expect getting in touch with you? Yeah, you can visit our website. I think uh, our website has quite a few resources on it. We also, um, you, you you can join our um, mailing list. We do two educational webinars a month. Um, and uh, our website is P-A-L-L-A-D-I-O planning.com. Um, that's probably the best way to get in touch with us. Um, you know, or uh, yeah, if you, if you Google us, you should be able to, to find us as well. But I'll make sure um, to put your details in the show notes too. Great, great. Yeah. yeah. And and every family that uh, reaches out to us, regardless of their situation, uh, we will spend 30 minutes and we'll make sure that either we can help you in those 30 minutes or point you in the right direction. So um, we, uh, we know how important education is. And so uh, that's why we enjoy doing one, things like this and appreciate Barb so much of what, of what you do, as well as just make sure that, uh, families have direction in the building of their life care plan. So. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for your time, Connor. It's been a pleasure having you on the podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Synergy Autism Podcast. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Synergy Autism Podcast where we bring research, information, and people together to best understand and love those with autism, also known as autistic individuals. Check out my website for lots of additional links, like my Facebook account, Instagram account, blogs that I have written, videos, and even courses that are both free and some that I have labored with some wonderful colleagues um, to produce just for you. And contact me with questions and ideas for future podcasts. I'm here. I'm listening. Till next time.